to the Games Train Podcast. Choo-choo, motherfucker. And we're live. Woo! Yeah. All right, come down. Why? (laughs) I'm trying to get hyped. I'm a hype man. You're a hype man? If I, like, because you said earlier before when I... I don't have any musical talent, but I want to hang around people that do. I could be like the hype man, you know. I feel like that. I can. I get good stage presence. Yeah, you definitely. You definitely have the qualities of a hype man for sure. All right, I need to point this out that we are official podcasters at this point. This is episode four. We got over four hundred listens. It is time to keep that mic a fist away from the mouth. Speaking of a fist away from the mouth, what D's are we S'ing here today? <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. Why do you keep trying to make that happen? We're going to stick with that throughout? We're sipping on drinks. Okay. All right. I like it when we say it out loud. Yeah. When we just Fully, spell it out. Yeah. Full yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what, what we're drinking. I can't read it from here. What is that, Gary? Yeah, he's the, he's no, the official oh, yeah. no, I fucked up on the yeah. last one. I'm going to oh, let you take gonna, this one. Oh, you're yeah. going to let the dyslexia kid read it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that seems great. It just gives me George, more George, why don't you take this one, bro? Old Petrero. Let me see it. Old Petrero. Single malt whiskey. We're not drinking the whole bottle, though. Old Petrero. Well, that's Single yet to be seen. Straight, straight, straight rye whiskey. Is that a is that a broadcaster voice? I feel like you just naturally have the broadcaster voice without any in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely have the look for it. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah, it's pot distilled, nice, and aged in new charred oak barrels. This stuff's good. Uh, yeah, don- donated by or sponsored Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, call like it is, Kelly Kapowski. If you guys want to find her on Instagram, her Instagram name is Miss at Miss Jim and Tonic. Is it really? Yeah. Nice. I like that. Did you know today is the 30 year anniversary of Saved by the Bell? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. Is it really? I guess. My brother just sent me a text. (laughs) Sent me like a Saved by the Bell gift or gif or however you say it. Do you watch that a lot growing up? Oh uh, yeah, every day after school, bro, for Did sure. You? Uh, not much. I mean, you and I were a little young. Yeah, yeah. we were at the generation. Right, yeah. I know. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> why don't for our intro? Why don't we just say our name and our age so people know how old we are? Okay. That's something new. Let's do it. I don't think Wade. Like, <laughs> Let's do it. I don't think Wade likes this one. My name's Wade, and I'm 36 years old. Uh, my name is Gary, and I'm now 27 years old. I'm George, and I'm now 28 years old. You just guys just had, but they both just had birthdays, too, in mm-hmm. the last month. Couple of Kansas. Couple of Kansas. I'm a Scorpio. That's the sting from the Scorpio. From the sting. Like my new favorite Instagram account, the Scorpion specific one. Oh my god, I love that account, dude. It's just a bunch of people doing scorpions off. Oh yeah, like, like taking diggers. Shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what a scorpion is, basically you land on your face and then your feet come around to try to touch your head. <laughs> it's great. Oh, I've classic. been following this new account where it's it's called Kids Get Hurt or Kids Getting Hurt. Oh yeah, and I'm like. 
I feel fucked up by watching this, but it's right. hilarious. There's a lot of those. Yeah. yeah. We follow a couple of accounts like that. And like whenever I'm watching a video, I try to make sure no one sees like the actual account name. It's just the content that I like. Yeah. We're in a group, uh, like Instagram group, private. Mm-hmm. And we, we send videos all to each other, Gary, George, and Sav and I. And it took like a good like three months to be able to get accepted to all the different uh, platforms that's in because it's always like private setting different yeah. ones but now I feel like we can just send them free flow we don't have to request permission to follow anymore mm. we all follow the we, same accounts yeah, now we had to build yeah. the relationship up you know <laughs> should we go into the question of the day question uh, of the day I'm going to ask you one Gary I'll go I'll ask yours um, if would you rather have an IQ under 50 and be the most athletic person in the world or have an IQ over 150 and not have any arms or legs? Oh, damn, dude. How, what is like 50? Like how functioning am I? Um, <laughs> that's not, that's not, right? That's pretty low. That's, uh, yeah. I don't want to, Wait, can you compare it to like an age level kid, you? An age level? Uh, yeah. Probably seven or eight. Okay, okay. I would go with a high IQ but no arms or legs. Oh, nice. Look at you. Because then I would invent arms, and the bionic arms and bionic legs that I can control. Okay, we said like, 150, yeah. not 200. Come yeah. on, dude. Yeah, that's already a minute. <laughs> dude, 150 is really high. No, that's super high. That's, uh, I feel like if even There's if like, I can't invent it myself, I can make it happen. I'll right. find someone who can. There's like a handful of confirmed people in history that have had an IQ over 150. Just throughout history, there's only a handful? Yeah, like that took the test. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Like Einstein was over 150. Tesla. Yeah, I'll definitely take that. Because mm. then even if you don't have arms and legs, you're never going to get bored. All the shit's running through your True. mind. Mm-hmm. Like, you got so much shit going on. You'll never get bored. True. We need some coasters. Every time we put the glass in, it's like... A little clinker. Mm-hmm. We should, should we all just answer that question, or should we do... No. 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 Switch it up. All right. It would get stale. All right, wait. I don't have one yet. I haven't even... I'm unimaginative today. I should be doing better. Yeah. Um... On. What's the favorite your like favorite thing that you stay like consistent with your wardrobe? Like you, you always bring like a fanny pack element. Mm-hmm. You have sunglasses, various glasses you wear. The Maybe. head of lettuce, the the euro cut is its own thing. What's like your favorite thing about your style? Um, hmm, that's tough because I kind of got like a sunglasses collection going, fanny pack collection going, right. yeah. and a uh, and a hat collection going. I'm not trying to ask easy questions. Right, that's <laughs> tough because you know, got to accessorize. <laughs> um, it's my favorite accessory that I'm consistent with to play with, play around with. You know, like switch it up. Yeah, probably sunglasses. Okay. I love, I love me some good sunglasses. Yeah. The old retro look. None of them are functional, by the way. No. <laughs> They're really not. They yeah. really suck at blocking out light. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot. Except for my, uh, the lightning bolt, the Brody ones. Those are just super fucking oh, the dark. Boss. Well, the van ones are pretty good, too. They're all right. They're, all right. They're pretty light. light. With the black? Yeah. 
the red, like a red frame. Oh yeah, oh, those van ones. Yeah, no, yeah. those are good. Those are yeah. dark, but they're just dark. They're not like. I think a good pair of sunglasses still lets you see everything, but like blocks out the harsh light. I don't have any like that. Like the, yeah. I feel like I love your style so much, and then I get some people like ask me. I'm like, well, I think that they're not sure whether your style's on purpose or on accident, but it's. 100% on purpose. 100% on purpose because, it yeah, it doesn't happen by accident. You're going to try to look like every other jabroni out there. But I think there. the difference between, I don't know, some people do um, a certain style to start to look like a certain thing, and yeah. I don't. I like to think that I, I wear what I like. I wear what makes me happy, I think. Unapologetic. Yeah, yeah, like... I, I gravitate towards classic looks like the fanny pack, the mullet, those vintage. Uh, I've most of my glasses are kind of got a, like a vintage look to them. I got this mustache, this handlebar, handlebar mustache. Like, you know, I gravitate towards those classic looks. Um, You're a classic man. And you know, not all like my hats. I have pretty much all flat bill hats, right? Mm-hmm. Snapbacks. That's not very. I feel like that's not super classic. But anyways, yeah, I just, I do gravitate towards certain things, but I'm not trying to wear certain things for a certain reason. I think I just like certain things and I wear those. But I do feel like, you know, if you're going to wear something, it should be something you like. And it's just something to break up the monotony. I like it. I used to wear just like, when I would work out, I'd literally wear black shorts, like basketball shorts and a white, plain white t-shirt every day. I had like 10 pairs of each. And Straight just, Steve Jobs. And by going to the gym. I started having fun with it, and I like it. <laughs> yeah, I started having fun with it, and I like it. So, uh, But definitely sunglasses. Those sunglasses. are fun. You can totally play around with that. Have yeah, a good time. for sure. For sure. All right, Wade. <clears throat> I feel like you have dove the deepest into various aspects of fitness. For instance, you were super heavy into yoga for a while you've been heavy into like lifting you've been heavy into running uh which phase is your favorite and which one have you felt your best in just overall like Ooh. you just felt the healthiest you felt just the happiest now we're really getting into some stuff because this can say a lot about a certain training method for sure um i don't know let me think is i mean they're all different for like different various reasons uh, like some people will talk about like your shape and I'm like well I'll never be in the shape I was in in college when I was wrestling all the time or like yoga you feel like super zen but you feel like also I felt like a little weak ass biatch <laughs> but I mean you feel really strong in some ways but you still don't feel strong like you can't right? you know like picking up outside objects other than your body you don't feel super strong but you're strong in like positions that most people don't have like you're pressed to handstand right like i don't think there's anyone else at the gym that can do that so like it's strength but just a different definition yeah but if i did like any kind of manual labor or something like that i had to like think twice i mean i feel the i felt the best when i was doing like a mix of like doing yoga one day a week which i'm trying i'm trying to replicate that in my life right now so i'm doing yoga one day a week I'm running more than I probably 
need to, but I'm running like three days a week and then I'm trying to get back into like lifting weights three days a week, which I kind of am, but it's not regimented and I'm not following a, a program as, as rigidly as I should. Um, but there was a time in my life when I was doing that, I was following conjugate, I was lifting four days a week, I was doing yoga like two days a week, and then uh, I was doing some sort of cardio, whether it was like uh, within the programming of rowing and running or something like that. Uh, yeah, like I said last time, I just like to be able to lift also where it, it complements the hobbies that I want to do outside the gym, whether that's mountain biking or snowboarding. or And that's one thing I'll tell you this, like when I was following conjugate like hardcore, uh, not this past year, past season, but the season before, I felt the strongest snowboarding that I've ever felt. And I was doing no cardio. I was just, I was just doing conjugate. And my legs felt great. Like I was, I could, I could snowboard all day, you know, just from first chair to last chair, like skiing deep and <laughs> steep shit. And I felt great doing it. Yeah. Um, so that I mean that's that's the one thing that I feel like people don't realize when you are lifting heavy heavy loads constantly that you are building that that you know that muscular endurance still you're still building that that strength that you're building some some aerobic base still if you're pushing yourself on the weights those things are happening and that probably helped me the most oh wow so the strength training was your favorite yeah so straight i mean i just still you fucking there's just there's no release like that either of like just lifting for your mental health right Right. yeah and again i completely agree it's good to have a little bit of everything but i just wanted to see what all out was like plus you can't be like i'm five six dude i can't be five (laughs) six and weigh like 145 pounds bro i gotta be i mean you can i can't it's not a good look for me i gotta be at least 160 160 is like my wheelhouse that's where i feel like i look good right you know look good feel good get paid good (laughs) (laughs) and that's his quote of the day and i'll take that as a segue (laughs) Uh, flaunt your squat. We have another entry from Lexi Parker. Uh, we know Lexi. She's a member of the gym. She's a beast. Uh, she sent this in. Said, hey, Gaines Train, can you help a girl out so she can join that 300 club on her squat? 300. So this video she sent in, if you guys want to see this, it's on her story right now. Her Instagram is... Lexi Lynn 11. So it's L E X I E L Y N N E 11. Find her on Instagram. It's on her story. And she's squatting 270 here, making it look good. The first thing is beautiful spot, whoever. That's oh. a good call out. Like making yeah. sure when you're moving heavy weight that you have a proper squatter or spotter. Power squatter helps Squatter, too. spotter. Power squatter, yeah. But um, we, you know, I think we have to definitely point out the depths. Yeah, you know? I need yeah. that. But it's heavy, man. And I will, I will say it looks like her bottom position is definitely the weakest here because she gets hung up. So working up to those weights, if yeah. you are weak in your bottom position, your, your body's going to like kind of inherently, you know, stop you from going to full, full depth, depth because yeah. it it knows better subcon- right subconsciously it's like well, you might not get this if we go full <laughs> depth so 
that's one thing i counted it it looks like it's right at parallel if not it's just above and you know we're not going for a world record here right yeah you know it, if you can squat real deep and heavy good for you i don't think that's bad for your knees that's the whole thing you know yeah, yeah. From, if you have from the it. 90s right don't squat deep your knees blah 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 whatever i don't think that's true but um i will say you should squat as deep as you can uh without losing any tightness that's best for health but on a one rep max squat things are going to happen and you're not going to create any bad habits or anything doing that right i will say seeing that she has trouble getting depth on this rep even though she that's good for me i'm happy with that um i will say for working sets um for this next phase because this was on a deload week trying to find that one rep max i will say going forward from here she should be working on depth and pause squats are going to be huge for someone that has weakness in the hole i love the pause squats yeah pause squats are powerful and you better have somebody else count because you're gonna go super fast bro all right five seconds one two three four five cool that's like when we were warming up. George yeah. and I were doing a five second pause, and like my first couple was just one, two, five. All right, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yep, for sure. But yeah, I would say if you want to get that 300 pound squat, Lexi, spend more time deep in the bottom of the squat um, because that's where you're missing it. If you once you get out of that hole, those hips kick on, she comes right up. Yeah, right. Any yeah. anything from you guys? Sorry, I kind of just. I would say play with the foot position a little bit. It looks a little wide from this angle. Um, I'm kind of playing with that myself. I prefer a slightly wider that bulldog uh, foot position, but I'm working on right. trying to get it in a little bit more because it's going to recruit my quads a little bit better, uh, and it doesn't strain my adductors or my hips as much, so yeah. I can get better recruitment from other muscles. And also I found that once I kind of work on my mm-hmm. hip and ankle mobility, um, it just feels more powerful in that position. I mean, that's the position you're in when you're doing power cleans, deadlifts. Like, obviously, your foot position is not going to be the same as those, but the principle that, you know, your feet slightly in more will generate more power is just kind of what I'm getting at. So I would play around with that a little bit, especially with the heavier weights. Um, I feel like that would add a lot, a lot of benefit. Definitely. And if you think about it, the wider your feet go, the larger angle you have on your legs coming out from your hips right okay so if your feet are wide a a good portion of that force you're producing is going to go laterally you don't go up by producing force sideways you you go up you squat the weight by producing force downwards and that's one thing to think about you know that's why on a conventional deadlift which is most world records are lifted in the conventional Mm -hmm. uh, manner Um, the force is only going straight down Mm -hmm. the only thing you gain by going with a wide wide stance is you create that lateral force Um, you can create more lateral force so you can create more force that way so some of the lateral force kind of wedges you and pushes you up but that's kind of a high level technique and it's really rough on the hips unless you have super strong hips um you know that doesn't last and i think people do it to try to take the depth away and stuff like that but like you're saying like unless that's what you're specifically training for like unless you're a power lifter i mean you have to really that's a that's a skill 
and you have to practice right. that skill. So if you're not practicing that, max out day is not the time. Right, and you can only handle, you know, your hips can only handle so much. If you watch a lot of the geared uh, world record holder powerlifters, they're super wide. Why? Because that that squat suit they're wearing is almost like sitting on a box at the bottom, so their hips aren't holding them in that position. That squat suit's doing a ton. A lot of the raw world record holders take a much narrower stance because then the legs holding you, not your hips. Your hips do a ton for the squat and the deadlift, but they're not primary movers at the end of the day. Right. Have you spent much time like lifting with gear? Have you done any no, of that? No, none. Um, just because I don't personally think I'm strong enough for it. There could be a day where, you know, I'm super healthy for years and years and years and my training has been on point and I'm, and I would be ready for it, but um, you have to be real strong to wear gear because it will push your body to the max. Yeah. And uh, have you seen the West Side documentary? Mm-hmm. Uh, West Side versus the World? Yep. So good, by the way. It's but, really good. But they were like, uh, it was Dave Hoff. He was like, I mean, I live, I live for all the time. That's easy. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the point. Right. Because right. raw lifting is becomes so popular but it's way easier to lift raw than it is to lift in a suit you have to have everything on point if you have any weaknesses you're gonna blow some shit out yeah good luck and your training is so much different right Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i personally haven't done it but i've seen some videos with dave tate Mm -hmm. over at elite fts talking about he's like your your training regimen's 100 percent different when you're geared and like when he was first started doing it i guess with louis they like they had to completely figure out how to restructure their training regimen. So it's not just like, oh, I'm really strong, got a you know 600 pound back squat. All right, cool, I'm gonna throw the suit on and get like 700. It's like you're no. not ready for it, right? Because if you're doing it right and you squat 700 in a suit, you're squatting 700. You can squat 700 in a suit wrong, and the suit is squatting a lot of that. If yeah. that suits is supporting a lot, that's not how you want to do it. Right. Because you want to support the weight at all times. That's how you get hurt. If you're not supporting the weight and you're letting the suit do the job, you're going to get, you're going to get hurt. Right. Yeah. So you have to be strong enough for it. That's why it kind of makes me nervous. I'm, I'm just not there. I mean, I'm only 28, so who knows? Just but, getting stronger. But you got to know. It's important to know what you're ready for and what you're not, and I'm not ready for it. Yeah. So. Is there anything else we'd like to add to uh, Lexi's squat? No, I feel pretty good about no. that. It's really good other than that like, yeah. that depth, but that depth is everything. Right. And the way, the difficulty in the hole there is everything for for her squat. And the, the, this, the width was pretty wide, too. Yeah. I don't think she has the hip range or the hip strength for it. But the good thing about that is those pause squats is kind of knock out two birds with one stone with that because not only are you going to get stronger in the hole, but your position is going to get better, right. especially under load. Like the more load you have on your back and you're fighting for a good position, uh, the better position you'll be in because that weight is kind of allowing you to wedge yourself into that position. Right. So for me, like my ankles have always been horrible. I rolled them a lot, never took care of them. Hips have always been super tight. And like those pause squats in the beginning were terrible. But now, like, it's so comfortable when I warm up to a weight to just kind of sit in that hole and let the weight just kind of push me down. And, like, my position has gotten so much better from that. So right. definitely play with your foot position. Spend some time. 
on your weaknesses in the bottom of the hole. Maybe even some box squats. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It to the naked eye, it looks really good, but there are definitely nuances. Subtle nuances. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, I was gonna say that, that can change a lot. How are you guys liking this whiskey? I think it's pretty good, actually. I'm trying not to like it too much. Right. Old Portero, hit us up. This stuff's good. <laughs> yeah, it's very smooth. I'm yeah. pretty happy about it. Um, you guys probably be happier with some ice, though, wouldn't you? I forgot about that. No, I'm good. It's got a sweet honey smell to it. Straight. I'm a fan of honey. Yeah. Plus, I feel like a man. Gary's, Gary's favorite whiskey is Jack Daniels honey. American Honey. Does he? That I feel like I could shoot taste. that a lot, though. I really, like, if I'm getting, like, boy oh. band drunk, I could just <laughs> shoot that shit. Well, the thing is, like, I'm a rum guy predominantly, so I just like sweet stuff. So then, like, if you want to sweeten up whiskey a little bit, I'm in. Oh. Let's do it. Never mm. got... I did, I did, like, a short stint with the Sailor Jerry's rum. Sailor Jerry's... That was, like, it. Because it was, like, more potent. It's a higher alcohol content. Potent. More potent. <laughs> Got that Oklahoma accent every once in a while. Sounds like um, the alcohol's kicking in. Huh? <laughs> you, guys, you guys have in mind what grinds your gears on Instagram these days? Everything. Everything. You know, um, this this isn't necessarily what grinds my gears, but um, people have been asking me about this podcast and what I enjoy about it and what we're going to talk about and things like that. I like it that it's like a complete time where generally most of us are not on our phones at all you right. know and it's just <laughs> i had to check my instagram <laughs> but it's i mean like seriously we're all outside stimulus is removed and nobody is checking their phones they're not like oh i gotta go do this right after this have to do you know a million things it's like it's an opportunity to shut all that off and right. just be able to talk to you guys and just interact with other human beings. I really enjoy that aspect. And I feel like sometimes people, you know, just the fact that people who will habitually check their Instagram or like, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm going I have an hour in between this. This is what I'm going to do. Or uh, I'm bored right now, so I'm just going to check this and thumb through this. So just like the fact that we do this podcast and it gives me that time just to be here and be present, I really dig that. Yeah. Right. So just time away is always good, you know? It's always good with the gram, especially because it's not like I got an Instagram following in the first fucking place. Why I mean, am I spending so you, much time you're on you're there? Most, yeah, you have the most in this room. So. Right. Yeah. Combined. Thanks, thanks Emily. <laughs> yeah. That's because I'm you're doing pretty good. Emily Schramm's friend. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, no, you, she tags you something on Instagram and you instantly like 50 followers. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's nuts. That's insane. So crazy. It's so crazy. But, um, what grinds your gears, bro? Yeah, I do. I want to take a second and ask our audience though. First, take a second, go ahead and DM any of us. If you feel like we should make a gains train specific Instagram, that would help it, you know, that could help with sending us stuff for the segments and stuff like that. Asking so if you questions. Guys, yeah, so if you guys feel like we need to make a gain strain Instagram, Gary's willing know. to take that on. Actually, so. yeah, I'll take it. Uh, oh, my. Oh, you don't trust him? George <laughs> no, doesn't do. trust anyone. <laughs> George wants to be in control. My, well, oh, really? My dad, told, my dad, we always talk about my dad on here. He's kind of like a, He's a, a gains train celebrity. He gets a his own bit. segment. Yeah. yeah. Does he have an Instagram? We should do uh, 
Uh, Let's give him a shout out. Let's see da- if we can get him. Daddy, some... we should do like Daddy George uh, mantras or something. <laughs> Daddy George. <laughs> <laughs> daddy G. All right, let's hear your Daddy G mantra. Uh, he always said, "If you want something done right, do it yourself. Do it yourself." Yeah, that's then so, you know. That's so funny because my dad was always like, "If you want, to, if you want something done right, you better hire someone who knows how to do it." <laughs> oh like, man, that doesn't speak highly of you. Or I mean, wasn't... no, that's like really smart because in today's world, we're highly specialized. So I'm going to do my part. You do your but part. But would your dad just we'll do that because it's you specifically? I thought no, he was attacking even you. No, it was him. No, uh, no, no, I was like, damn, dad, that's no, cold. No, he's like, why, why would I work on my car when I could just make it worse when I can get someone I can trust? Yeah, that makes it's, sense. It's I thought he was taking a dig at you. It is. No. I didn't know. It takes a lot Sorry. of time. <laughs> I mean, I am the least handy person because of that philosophy, and I will be first to admit it. It takes a lot of time, man, like learning new things to do, get it done right. So why not spend that time making the money to hire somebody? Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. My dad, Daddy G mantra number two was, if you're getting paid by the hour, take your time. And, get, and, <laughs> yeah. and do a good job. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. that's, I mean, it's really true. It's I mean, true. <laughs> that's hilarious. But uh, moving on, what grinds my gears on Instagram? Oh, man. I think just, there. yeah. So there's like endless CrossFit guys and gals out there setting such unrealistic expectations for people who want to get into CrossFit or do any of that kind of training Mm -hmm. a lot of these people are on a gear and by if you don't know what gear is it's that mexican supplement (laughs) that special sauce that scissor up the scissor and there people have been getting popped lately in the last couple years too at the crossfit games really beyond that there's not total proof unless you've been in this industry as long as you know i have or we have and we've seen was people on steroids and people not on steroids. And there's just major difference differences. Mainly girls yeah. with traps bigger than my freaking quads. Like Yeah, dude, some of these girls are yoked up, dude. It's insane. I love it. Right. Well, I think it's awesome. Yeah, like <laughs> like my girlfriend, Tink. She's not on anything and she's an absolute freak, but she's she can lift, you know, she can, she's half the size of a lot of these girls and can keep up on the lifts no problem, yet these girls are three times as jacked. They got, yeah, they got no ears because they're hiding behind their traps. Right. Their delts are literally hanging off their arms. Their freaking hamstrings are, look like they're falling off their legs because they're so big and they got these lats as wide as a house. Like, but they're not yeah. that strong. We you could know, spend a lot of time like on this. Huh? What? I said we could spend a lot of time on this. Too. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, that just grinds my gears because, like, you don't have to openly say, I'm on gear. You know? Right. You don't, well, especially if you're going to the games and stuff, you won't you, go to yeah. the games. But stop putting out programs like, oh, three sets of 10 squats, you know, twice a week, this you want to do, well. and then, oh, the booty pumps and all this. Don't be putting this stuff out when you're on straight gear to get where you went, where you've gotten. Yeah. Like, that just grinds my gear. It's setting un- unrealistic expectations. Unless it's, and also, like, unless it's just, like, a fun 
full body circuit, you shouldn't just follow somebody else's random program they did on some day, whether, right. cause you don't know if it's applicable mm-hmm. to you or if you've built up to it or anything like that. I see that all the time where people are like, Oh, you, mm-hmm. you try this today. Like maybe you shouldn't try that today. If you it's know? their individual program right. and not like a program that they created. Right. Right. I also would never go full conjure. I wouldn't do exactly what Westside does because they've got a lot of help in the recovery department. Right. AKA SUPS. Oh, yeah. You know? That's true. You know, steroids drastically increase your ability to recover. Recover, yeah. That's their whole function. That's how steroids get you better. They increase your recovery from workouts. Yeah, you still got to put it in the same... You got to put it in the work. Like, that's the other thing, too, that people don't understand. If you are on gear, like, you still... These people are probably working harder than people that aren't on gear. Usually they are, right? right? Because you 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 feel better, you feel stronger, you can recover faster. You're going to be putting in more work, period. Right. Do I remember... Like, you know how so, like, when you first get started off in, like, fitness and stuff, you follow, like, the bigger guys. Like, oh, what did Arnold Schwarzenegger did, blah, blah, Just because you're looking for guidance and stuff like that. I remember one of my buddies, he tried to recruit me to do one of Arnold Schwarzenegger's, like, intense workouts from back in the day. Like a month in, he was completely broken down. Yeah. CNS was fried and everything. He's like, yeah. oh, well, I forgot he was on steroids during that time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I should have right. appropriated that. The more you can recover from, the more you can do. Mm-hmm. And people who are on gear do a lot more because they can recover from it. But you get, you know what? Nobody in this room can recover from that stuff because we don't have the help. Right. Which I'm not against steroids. Right. I don't do them because money. <laughs> well, a little bit more than I'm that. Not, yeah, I'm not looking to tamper with my hormones anymore. I'm, right. I found a sweet spot where I'm happy yeah. with them. They're just they're touchy. If I get Head, a hundred million dollar movie deal, then right. then yeah. we could talk a little yeah. bit. Head trauma is kind of, you know, not good for the hormonals. No. But uh, I wouldn't say I have like head trauma trauma, but it's been affecting. Yeah. No Brennan shop. Get, get a CTE flare up, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't want to get copyrighted or anything. I don't know how that works, so I'm not going to yeah. repeat anything they said. But it's hilarious. What grinds your gears? What grinds my gears? Yeah. Um, what grinds my gears is, I guess, similarly but more outside of fitness, when people have a uh, unrealistic, like they un- they post about their life in an unrealistic way, like they're always just beyond happy they're always like this and that and people aren't as real on instagram um i can start posting i should start posting a little bit more to like open up that stuff uh but i've, I've been trying to post you know the d- bad times and the good times like i have failed lifts and talk about how i deal with that mentally and stuff like that but i feel like online and social media it would uh, be a lot better place if people were just more real about what's going on in their life because yeah. it kind of sucks especially when you're feeling down and then you go through and it's like wow everyone's always living their best life at all times this mm-hmm. is really weird but it's just not true there's no way like you can't yeah I think that's how social media i mean works that's, that's one of my biggest negatives to social media man is like you the only negatives you see are the tragedies Right. Yeah. Right. It's so when something this, is really bad. Right. So it's kind of created this like unrealistic expectation. I feel like, especially of young people, like you can't just have a bad day. It's got to be a tragedy. 
Yeah. You know, like if you can't have like an average bad day, it's got to be like, what the fuck, bro? That happened? Oh my God. Right. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I don't but, know about that. What? That was too far? Too much? I don't care. Well, let's see. Or oh. like also with that, I would say people like also think they have an accurate portrayal of like what's going on in your life or like what's going on like oh i know gary so well because i follow him on instagram like you can't know anyone by looking at their instagram and then so so like sometimes i feel like people think that they also have this like even my mom will be like "Ah, well it looks like you just live at the gym now and i'm like well no because i post a lot of stuff at the gym because trying to promote the gym but i'm outside the gym too mom like i'm doing other things especially i feel like their generation like the she's like well all you all you're all that's all you're ever there for and i was like well that's because the other stuff i just want for me like i don't need to post other stuff when i'm in the mountains and when i'm mountain biking and doing things like that i don't always have to post about that like the main reason i post on instagram is just around gym stuff you know Right, and I try to just be completely present when I'm not in the gym, and so I'm not worried about necessarily posting, <clears throat> posting that on Instagram and like letting people know like oh, I did a hike today. Not that I never do that. I just not going to make it a point to do it every time. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So much. All right, um, wait. What? Yeah. What's did you your... already do yours? Yeah, it was the first one, bro. I just uh, said in general. Oh, you uh, wanted more specific? You took such a well. You took such a positive outlook. You, but now it? I just made a negative outlook. So okay. that's okay. <laughs> 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 now I sandwich it with the negative. You uh, got to do the positive, the positive, negative, negative positive, sandwich. positive sandwich. Oh my god! Oh my god! Mm. Um, I don't know. I I don't really know. I think it's funny too. I feel like my Instagram has totally changed over like my hobbies mm-hmm. have changed. This doesn't like piss me off or anything, but right. it did for a little bit because I felt like I was only following like very superficial like fitness accounts, and then like uh, I don't know like some like MMA stuff. Now it's like now this mine is around. Or it was in yoga, too. Like, I used to get, like, all these yoga stuff. And I'm like, bro, I could never do I'm never going to be able to do that yoga pose. I can't bend like that, you know? Um, that attitude. But now I got a pretty diverse. Now it's, like, running, like, MMA, wrestling, and weightlifting. Yeah. That's pretty much my wheelhouse, and I like that. And funny stuff, people. And funny, yeah, people hurting themselves, which is always funny. <laughs> I mean... That's he doesn't like to see people take diggers. I, Very entertaining. I just thought of a uh, a good segment for us. What? People can send in their transformation photos and we can... Ooh. Give them know, props. Give them props. Yeah. yeah. Shout out. Yeah. yeah if you Let's got see any what you've before, been doing. Yeah. If you got any before and afters, please send them in. We'll, I need uh, a before and after. Yeah, you do. George like, and I already posted ours. Where's yeah. yours at, bro? Man, my weight never did. It changed like five pounds. That's like the biggest yeah, transformation but, I've ever had. Right, but you look so different. I can get, I'm all right. I'll take a picture today and do five pound game, bro. <laughs> I guess that's getting better. 
God, I'm, I'm so frustrated. I'm the only one in the room that can't do the titty dance. You can't do it? I can't bounce my titties, dude. What? I just like flex I my arms. I think it's because you're locked up in your shoulders, homie. Yeah, you gotta lose so um, much. You yeah. Gotta, you gotta stretch me so I can lose my shoulders, bro. Alright, bro. We'll Wait, do it. Wade does FST. Have we talked about that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we have. We said you do fascial stretching therapy. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. What's, the, ben- what's the benefit of fascial stretching therapy over... Um, like manual therapy like ART or maybe just regular ass stretching I wouldn't say like I wouldn't replace it or say it's like over ART or something like that it's it's a different form of therapy for sure um, it's an active form of therapy so you have your skeletal system you have your muscular system that moves your skeletal system you have your nervous system that tells your muscular system to move your skeletal system and then encompassing all of that you have your fascial system Mm-hmm. which provides uh, tensegrity to your body. So think of the fascial system as a tent, like the tent poles. And so sometimes the tent gets like, it's like a bad windstorm and there's a heavy wind coming in from the south. And then, <laughs> it, so it makes part of the pole tight and then also compromise the other side. Well, that happens in your body, right? So the say like my spiral line gets tight which runs like it crosses over in the middle section of your body so usually you like if somebody has a tight like right hip flexor then also their front like left shoulder will be tight and they'll be pulling in so what we do is do like oscillation circumduction i can't talk and uh like pnf so like active like you know you push against me then relax to kind of break that uh, bypass the Golgi tendon organ, the body's natural defense mechanisms to open up your body. So the great thing about fascial stretching therapy is it's like you start to correct the imbalances that are there. So it's an active therapy opposed to like reactive. So I can start to make things better and start to make sure that they don't reoccur again. Opposed to like if I, you know, just see like a Cairo or something like that and I just like, or even sometimes just with like spotting different body work like just working that section if i'm not doing anything to like fix the overall system and then correct those movement patterns then i'm not going to really get to the root of fixing that problem i'm just going to put like a band-aid on it so that is fascial stretching therapy boom boom boom, boom. But the, I mean that's a it's a good active therapy that's why i always like try to pursue things like that but there's, I mean, if you find somebody knows what they're doing with all therapies and hands-on, there's nothing they can replace like a hands-on type manual manipulation therapy, whether it's like ART or fascial stretching therapy or massage or something like that. Right. The best. Yeah, you can roll out all you want, stretch all you want, but that that stuff's amazing. Yeah. You know, and then it did one dude just in one visit, like my shoulder was like visibly yeah noticeable. you reclaim you couldn't really like, see where my anterior delt ended and my chest started like because it was so roll forward mm-hmm. and so tight because i'm missing my ac joint especially on my right arm so when i did it like it was almost like my shoulder just immediately set in place and like it was clearly defined where my delt started and where my chest started yeah so that's nice. what i like about it too somebody I like that opposed to you know when we do personal training and we do these things it's always like to George's point like just it's longer term results it's all about consistency and coming in there but somebody can lay down on my table and then they can get up and leave and they instantly feel better 
and that's just like a great feeling and uh there's instant buy in there yep you yo you if you guys if you guys had to do one manual therapy like for the rest of your life what would it be like getting it practiced on ourselves yeah like right like if you had to get one treatment for any injury or any maintenance for the rest of your life which treatment would you go with dry needling 100 percent. dry needling i love dry needling yeah i mean i see ty for the fascial stretching i love that um but I, I mean, yeah, I guess if I only have one, I'm going to stick with that because I dig it. And, I, and I'm just like, my body was so fucked up that I feel like dry needling is more compartmentalized where the fascial stretching can address the entire body. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. just so precise. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. They're both, they're both beneficial. I like how much this uh, bottle is lasting. Me yeah, too. Let's, let's trying make it to last slow. multiple episodes. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Slow the last one was intense. Yeah, I got shit I gotta do. Yeah. Are you still Ooh. working out? Yeah. Like, to, are you still have to work out today? Yeah. <laughs> and I got a trail run. Well, there you go. We're just we're getting you parasympathetic right now. Yeah, primed up, man, so I can feel it. Just gotta be ready. I guess like, dude, I'll be like late if I got bit by a rattlesnake and. I think it's still there, bro. There's a lot of rattlesnakes out here, guys. Uh, Be heads up if you're on the trail. Oh man, George, and, you're coming uh, trail running with us this weekend, right? We're taking no. we're taking the whole gym. <laughs> no, no, he's ta- he's teaching ollie class pretty much on uh, purpose, so <laughs> so he can avoid so the he can avoid it. That's good. Oh, they, oh. Do you hate snakes, dude? Oh, bro, hates. you seem like somebody that would have like a python. Oh, I have like a funny a pet story python. about that actually. So I went to PetSmart one time, and I went to the reptile department, and I took the boa constrictor out, and I was holding it, and I took a video petting it, and I was like, George, I want you to say hi to our new house pet, because George is upstairs roommate, really? and I kept this going for a month, and I kept telling him, I was like, yeah, I'm just trying to pick out the tank, yeah. I'm waiting for the paperwork to go through, like, don't worry, like, we're gonna, this snake's coming. I was like, don't worry, man. Like, I'll only take him out of the cage when I'm in my room. And uh, I haven't seen George why do you on edge. What? <laughs> really? I'm yeah. surprised by that because you almost uh, look like you'd be like a, a tamer. And who was the who was the WWE that used to come out with the big snake around his shoulders? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, you look like he'd be on the WWE. So I feel like. I don't mm. think George would be comfortable with a rubber snake around his neck. No. Remember really? when I punted the porcelain one? <laughs> our our roommate brought home one that looked like a rattlesnake that was striking, and he's and to to George's benefit, like it scared the shit out of me just because I didn't expect right. it. But we put it in the hallway, and like I just see him pause, and then like that process goes through his head. We realize it's not real, so then he just gets a running start and punts this thing, and it just shatters. <laughs> I thought it was rubber. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew it wasn't real? Yeah. Well, it took him a second. Yeah. But there's no way. It was in the middle of the hallway, and I had to walk through that hallway to get to the kitchen and go about my night. And there's no way I was walking around that snake. I was going through that fucking snake. Right? How Fuck do you face things. obstacles? Fuck that. I don't go around them. I go through them. Yeah, right. Like a gains train. Unless it's a real rattlesnake, because then we might want to go around it. Yeah, good call, actually. Don't punt that thing. (laughs) I I was thinking about getting a 
tattoo of a snake just because it's literally my biggest fear. It's a phobia. Is like, it? For, sh- for sure. I was, until I was 13 years old, my mom had to be... No, until I was like eight. Did you have like a traumatizing, like some kind of traumatic event with snakes or... I, so, I do want to point out, check out the scar on my arm. It's very faint, but I got a little dot right there, a little dot right there. Looks just like a snake bite, if you ask me. I've had it my whole life. <laughs> Something my parents aren't telling me. Do you see that on my bicep? Boom, yeah, boom. And this pre- is pretty gnarly, That'd folks. be pretty big. Fa- well, I guess if you're younger, <laughs> it would have been closer, so yeah. Yeah, because it's stretched. Um, until I was like eight, my mom had to be in the same bathroom as me while I took a shower. And up until I was 13, she, I, she had to be in the next room with the bathroom door open while I showered in case the snake... Uh, crawled came up, up came the, up drain. the drain, which happens. So many people are like, <laughs> I found documented cases. So many people are like, that doesn't happen. It's happened. You ever I'm, been to Florida? There's snakes everywhere. You didn't oh, grow up in everywhere. Florida. You grew up in Indiana, bro. We had like copperheads, all kinds of shit. Water moccasins. I remember oh, we wait, copper cot, cotton mouths. Wait, I think we had both. I don't know. I remember when uh, when I was younger, we got a bunch of mm. wood chips delivered to the house, like a shit ton of them, and there mm. were snakes like all through them. Mm. And I took a big Tupperware outside and I just dug through and grabbed as many snakes as I could, and I kept one of them mm. as a pet. It was oh. a good time. Until I lost it in my mom's mm. car for three days. She wasn't happy about that. <laughs> dude, so my buddy Ray, he used to work with me at 24. That sounds like a dude that owns a snake. Ray? Yeah, Ray dude. definitely. We called him yeah. a fucking snake. Ray Day, he's, dude most freak athlete I've ever worked with in my life. He's the one I trained for the combine. He like was 28. I was like, bro, you still got it? And then he went down and crushed it. Holy shit. But it was during the, the lockout. Mm-hmm. So he didn't end up getting picked up. He got called later. Anyways, Ray Day was a beast. But he had a pet alligator named Blaze. What? <laughs> and this alligator, so he had this huge coffee table that was his aquarium. And like at, with the coffee table, at the, like the top of it, there was like, you know, there was openings. And so sometimes I'd go over there and I'd be like, where's Blaze at? He's like, I don't know, man. He got out. And I'm like, well, I don't want to sit down anywhere, bro. There's right. a fucking alligator <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> yeah, dude. And his buddy, his buddy, so this is his buddy's name is Buzz. Buzz used to like take this alligator home with him and stuff. And I'm like. Back to like Wichita area. I was like, what? Just this alligator? You take a road trip, bro? Are you allowed to have an alligator? I mean, Ray did what he wanted. <laughs> right. I think he, I think you are. He got it. I mean, he got it from a local, uh, you know, pet shop. What do you do whatever. when it gets super big? What are you just going to put it like a baby know. pool in your backyard and hope he yeah. doesn't climb the fence? Well, I guess so. Here's they only grow to Very what cool. their environment is. So oh. if you keep it like in a small environment, it stays a certain size. But, I mean, that thing spent half its time outside getting out of that cage. I was like, I don't don't know where Blaze or Buzz or Blaze is. Yeah, but. You said Blaze. Yeah, it's Blaze. His buddy's friend was Buzz, or his his roommate's name was Buzz. Dude, you still have to watch those little alligators. I've seen some baby alligators snap that mouth and, like. They got. They still have a lot of power. Right, I did. They he might was take always a like, "Do you want to hold him?" I'm like, "Fuck no, I don't want to hold him, bro." <laughs> Just let him snap my nose off. Like, no. no, straight. I'm good. My other buddy Jeff had a huge uh, uh, lizard. Was it? Uh, did the kind that changed colors and stuff? Or, or no? It, it was a big iguana. It wasn't a chameleon. It was a big iguana. Mm. And he got in a car accident, and the, he died. 
With the iguana? Yeah, they, well, not my buddy. The iguana. The iguana got in a car No, my buddy, Jeff, the one that owns the uh, Dynamic Fitness, he got in a car accident and his iguana died. And he was super bummed about it. Damn. He was like old, though. He was like a 10 or 12-year-old iguana. He was just rolling iguana. with his iguana? Yeah, because he used to like, because he was riding back up. He went to play football at Greeley. Mm-hmm. And he was driving back in. So mm-hmm. he would take him back and forth with him. And he would just chill on his shoulder, he said. And then he got in a car accident. Oh. He's, he's like, he's still that he. Hopefully he doesn't listen to podcasts. It makes him sad if he talks about it, dude. He's like, really? Yeah. Damn. It was his boy. Just tell him to skip this episode. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, skip this episode, bro. Yeah. I would love a cool animal like that. Where you just take everywhere? Yeah. Like some exotic. I don't yeah. Know. Something random. Yeah. Some, you know, not your average, just golden retriever. Right. How, who, who do you think has the most, um, out of the three of us, like, friends who listen to this podcast um, I don't know it might be you me yeah, I yeah, think you I could see that just cause I got more friends <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> we didn't no. have to go there but wow. if we're gonna bring it up <laughs> well you guys share the same friend group pool like pretty much I mean I guess if they're I'll friends I'll argue here. I have more close friends hmm. okay yeah Fair. I'm close to my people. Fair. I don't As know. As you get older, see how that works out for you. Your friend groups to get smaller. I feel like it already is tiny. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not good. That's how I like it. It's only going to no. get smaller. That's how I like it. Because well, I can't it's have only like, get smaller, you can't dude. have superficial like. As you get older, it's like nah. That's what man. I'm saying. I ain't got time for that. I'm already there. You know? My yeah. only friends are close yeah. friends. You're working. <laughs> they're just like, and then your friends get families and stuff, and you're just like. Don't have energy. I got to really put in an effort now if I want to hang out with you, bro. Right. But yeah. to the same extent, I also have like a large group of friends, I feel like, where I cannot see them for like a year, two years. And it's like we just pick up right where we left off. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Dudes have that benefit where they can like not talk to each other for long periods of time, mm-hmm. like male friends. And mm-hmm. then it's then they pick mm-hmm. right back up. But I feel like females don't do that as well. Right. I love that too, because like Fuck I'm yeah. not I'm not the type of person that's gonna text everyone every day and like constantly do all that. Like right. I just kind of want to be on my own. But when I do see you, let's go hang out, dude. Yeah. Let's grab a drink for sure. And luckily, we live in a town, and I mean, living in Colorado, we live in a place where everybody wants to come visit. You right. know, yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> you live in the Midwest or whatever. Come out here, bro. Dude. I'm not coming to see you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to. <laughs> I, like, go back to one of my best best friends moved to Detroit and I'm like dude I would come visit you but I don't want to drink the water but I live in Denver so come visit me asshole right yeah. and it's cheap flight yeah it's not bad yeah and you got a place to stay shoot yeah, bro. maybe depends it's hard when you have six roommates yeah it's a lot we, we have a few couches though we we'll make it work yeah yeah I told my dad like we'll make the basement work for you if you get your motorcycle endorsement again, and we can rent you a motorcycle and we can go out in the mountains. Yeah. That, was, that was my incentive to him to come visit me. Like, was really? a free couch? Yeah. <laughs> or we can just throw him in Dave's room, a roommate that's never home. Never. I wouldn't touch that room with a forty-nine and a half foot pole. No. <laughs> Does Dave listen? Well. <laughs> Dude, you'd be surprised. I could see. <laughs> Maybe. He might listen. Who knows, man? Dave, we love you, bro. I'm just kidding. Who knows what that guy does? You're just kidding. We don't. I don't know. Wow, dude. 
Well, I don't know him, so. What's funny is that. I know none of your roommates besides Tink. This is a quote unquote fitness podcast, and he works for Iron Man, like the races. Oh, yeah. But I swear he's never worked out a day in his life, which is funny. Right? (laughs) Yeah. He travels to the races and stuff like that. I feel like that'd be exhausting. That'd be like when I used to go to all the fitness expos and stuff, and it's Mm -hmm. like cool for like a half a day. And then you're just like, ugh. Like it's. So much stimulation, so much superficial yeah. conversation, so many jabronis. Tink loves that shit. She uh, gets energized when she's around people. It, uh, it's weird. I don't man. get it, dude. No. I'll it's pass. the same like when I go in my room for six hours and I'm on my computer doing shit or I'm out in the gym, the garage working, woodworking or whatever. And I come in, I'm like, like you know, I'm now happy. I can I'm deal good. with people. Yeah. yeah. I'm opposite. a total like intro, introvert, extrovert. Like I can't. Right. People are like, oh man, you're so good around people and so upbeat and stuff. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. because I'm here and that's I'm focused and that's my thing. But I also enjoy, enjoy quite a bit of alone time. Right. Ooh, let's let's tell everyone what our enneagrams are. People love that stuff, man. That's true. Uh, you'll let's have to it. tell me what mine is because I never uh, we already remember. know what yours is. Yeah. You're, you? you're the same as me. Yeah. Oh, I was me like, and you are the same. Same. Have you been ones. studying up your enneagram? No, no, but Tink is so obsessed with it that I get so many um, Enneagram things. Like, Oh, we should totally have her on the, the podcast time. and have her talk about Enneagrams. Yeah. That'd be cool. I thought we were trying to limit our podcast to an hour. <laughs> she can literally go for fresh. She oh. knows so much about that stuff. Right. And it's she's impressive. Not like, she's not certified or anything. She just reads on it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Which is the kind of like the same any of us would be if we didn't have certifications, you know? Right. But it's crazy because no matter who you are or what Enneagram you are, she will break every single one of them down to a T. And she guesses every it. Every single like, one of them. She guesses you guesses it like on the dot for yeah. everyone. Like she, yeah. she knows what everyone is without even them telling her. That's well, a really good skill to have. Yeah. So Gary, what are you? Uh, Wade and I are nine, which means what's we're... Your, what's your wing? Uh, three? Is that right? Yeah. You're both wing three, which... If you take the test online, it's like supposedly you have to be your wing has to be adjacent to your number, and it's types one through nine. Supposedly, you guys would have to be wing eight or wing one. Oh yeah. But the test told you wing three, so we're in, we're in an we're anom- anomaly. We're so. outside yeah. the box. No big deal. The type nine is a. Uh, is the peacemaker. peacemaker peacemaker which makes total sense for you guys and your wings which are kind of like your subcategories like uh, you know things you kind of gravitate towards your wing would be uh the achiever which makes total sense for both of you, you as well yeah my and the my, peace oh sorry no go ahead and the peacemaker it just means like we don't want confrontation we want everyone to be happy we'll try to go out of our way to make sure everyone's like having a good time stuff like that right like, that's our main concern but also like to make that happen you guys bottle up a lot of shit yeah in order to keep the peace Push and then it, down. it eventually kind of blows up doesn't everybody bury their emotions Any man does. until it just explodes <laughs> no. into i publicly voice my that's my true. problems wow. all the time you vent pretty well <laughs> yeah. yeah you'll know <laughs> you'll know <laughs> so that, but that's because i am a type five with balanced wings, which means both four and six are equally my wings as well. You know, I got two wings I can fly. <laughs> and what is, what is a five? A five is the observer. 
Uh, Einstein was a five, just saying. So is Nikola Tesla. All the smart guys. So, damn, you're not really living up to your number. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Where's that untapped potential, bro? The the, top, the four wing is the artist, uh, which is all about like authenticity and stuff. And then the six wing is the lo- loyalist, which is about you know about preserving relationships and stuff. And so yeah. What is, what is like what exactly? does the observer mean like what does that break down to what is their, their big thing um see this is why we need tink on here man yeah but the observer all i know is like their biggest like they're very analytical meticulous um they focus on detail a lot um the big thing that like the big thing they appreciate appreciate about eh, Appreciate, appreciate, <laughs> appreciate about themselves is competency, is being competent. That's their biggest like goal is to be competent, and their biggest fear is being incompetent. Ooh, yeah, which explains a lot. Yep, yeah, I can see <laughs> that. All right, go take the test, people. Yeah, take the enneagram test. You know, if we get enough people, um, if we get enough people, you know, wanting to talk about. Sorry, uh, enneagrams stuff like that. Yeah, they're sending us their enneagrams. Please send us your enneagram. Uh, we'll get Tink on. We can we can go talk. You know, go deep on that. Yeah, go down the rabbit hole a little yeah. bit. We don't need That'd to keep good. all our podcasts in an hour though. You don't think, right? We can no. every now and then. That three hours fun, man. I think we're having, we're over an hour now, aren't we? Dude, don't put yourself in a box. One hour forty seven seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting close. Um, I think I'm, I think, I think we're going to do like a Instagram for the podcast. That's yeah. smart. Because yeah. I really like engaging with the audience. Like I yeah. love it when people are like, here, look, hashtag yeah, fart your squad. Q&A. Like, I love that. I really love it. So. But now they don't have to tag every one of us. Right. right. Yeah. It's just easier. Someone's going to be more likely to just DM the, the podcast Instagram. You yeah. Know, with, with stuff like that. So that'd be fun. Um, you guys want to sign it off with a quote? Oh, yeah. All right. You, you ready? Yeah. I'm ready for you. Yep. I think I said this in the gym recently, but the late, great Vin Diesel once said, <laughs> whether it's by an inch or by a mile, winning is winning. Vin Diesel is still alive. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, but it sounds better when you say it like that. <laughs> he, uh... He's getting close to being a billionaire, he? dude. I know. Just because he owns a friend, the fast he owns, yeah. Yeah, he owns a friend. He's killing Which is killing a baller move. Baller move. <clears throat> um, actually, I'm not going to look at my phone this time because I just watched. Have you guys seen the Imitation Game? Yes. With, with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. Dude, he's one of my favorite actors of all time. Like he does a really like like a type five, which I appreciate. But like that analytical type, he does that so well with like. Um, Sherlock, like the British BBC show, it, he's awesome. So, I just watched that game recently, or that movie recently. Super good movie. It's about Alan Turing, the guy who invented the computer. He said, um, actually, someone told him the movie. It's people that, uh, or people that people don't imagine anything of, are the ones that oftentimes do things people can't imagine. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Mm -hmm. Deep.
Um, the will to win means nothing without the will to prepare. You did that one last time. Oh, I thought I did the champions. Can't push the champions. Or the one before that. You've done that. Uh, New one. It doesn't take talent to hustle. Ooh. I like that. I got a million. That's riches. a big mic drop. Nope, got, don't, actually, yeah. don't actually drop. No, wait. these are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. It's a figurative it's a, thing. Oh, man. Tell your friends, guys. Tell your friends about the podcast. We're trying to grow. We love doing this, and it seems like people like listening to it, so... So far. We're going to leave it there. Well, what's your Instagram handle again? Oh, yeah. At GM Bristow, B-R-I-S-T-O-W, 9-1. Fit underscore flow underscore C-O. C-O. At G Heisel, G-H-E-U-S-E-L. And hopefully next time we'll be able to sign off with a new Instagram handle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Making big things happen here, That better not be taken, Choo-choo, motherfucker. What if somebody has that? Dude, you can add underscores to it. Yeah, someone's got it. For sure someone has gains with a Z train. I want to do then arm emoji. (laughs) Can you? You can't put that in a... Yeah, you can. No. You can? I don't think you can put an emoji in your actual... some bullshit. I know. Come on. Oh, we can't say bullshit. All right. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just kidding we can. All right everybody. It's been real. Signing off.